Hey everyone, welcome to Meet Sports Alcohol for Monday, February 22nd. We have an excellent show for you today. Uh, first, we're going to sit down with Mel Vandewater. She runs the Australian Beer Mile Circuit. And then we're introducing a new segment called <laughs> The Chicken Coop. Uh, it's kind of like an off-brand Shark Tank where we're going to pitch our ideas on different subjects. Uh, this week's subject is going to be podcasts. Um, and it seems like we're already pretty good at thinking of shitty podcast ideas, hence meat, sports, alcohol. So why not start with that? Uh, we finish off the show with a little talking locks. All right. Take it away, chat. We now welcome on Mel Vandewater. She runs the Aussie Beer Miles Circuit, which hosts regular brewery runs around Melbourne and Beer Miles twice per year. Mel, thanks so much for joining us. We're happy to have you. Ah, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, over here in Australia, it's uh, yeah, a bit different to where you guys are. Yeah, I imagine very different from where Dylan is right now. You're in, he's in Montana. It's like freezing cold right now. Yeah. So and it's like the middle of summer for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not hot today, but it has been. Yeah, it has been hot, and um, yeah. some of the events have like been pretty warm, so. People have been a little bit more thirsty than usual. Yeah. Yep. There, you there go. we go. It's perfect. That's good for business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More beers. Have yeah. Beers. More have, beer. have you guys been in like full on lockdown? Are you pretty like chill? I know that like there's been kind of like a little bit of a resurgence there, but I don't know the full story. I mean, I know for a while you guys were like totally chilling. Yeah. We, we had our full lockdown like last year where we had, you know, your four reasons that you could go out, you know, go yeah. to the shops and just one person goes and wearing masks all the time and, and that sort of thing. And then um, we came out of that, which was great. And I think everyone got a little bit too excited. And then we had some problems around our quarantining. So all the like flights coming in, there was some real issues about them you know, just letting him out for a smoke or whatever, yeah. <laughs> going to go buy coffee and like that's not quite how a quarantine works. Yeah. Um, so we had a bit of a surge there. So just recently we've had a five-day lockdown which just restricted us to a 5K zone um, and meant we had a brewery run actually planned so we had to push that back a week. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's certainly changed you know, the landscape for everyone and events is like, yeah, it's huge. There was so much more logistics this year for our Aussie beer mile as well. Yeah. yeah. So what is the difference? I said it in the intro, but I don't really know what I'm saying. Uh, the difference between a brewery run and a beer mile. Could you just explain that for, for our Yeah, listeners? for sure. So the brewery runs have been just like a fun run kind of thing. Like we would meet at a brewery. Uh, some people would have a beer before they even start and then we'd go for a 5k loop that would be marked out beforehand and mm -hmm. then meet back at the brewery and just have beers and hang out. Um, whereas the beer mile, when we've organised those events, they've been at a athletics track and um, 
quite official in in the respect of you know sticking to the the rules of 355 millimeter bottle five percent alcohol um you know you have to chug it take the lid off chug you can't just like yeah ruin damage it and get, get it spraying out or anything like that um and then having the penalty lap if someone vomits and spews so that's been run like an actual race and like some people take that pretty seriously but as a whole it's it's pretty cash it's it's pretty fun day for everyone but yeah different type of people come to to those and then there's some that come to both so yeah it's great i, That's I, I have oh no you're right i was gonna say how, was just what gonna... is the spread there between people who take it incredibly competitively and people who are just at the mm. miles for fun like is it mainly fun people and then a few show up with like full-on running attire and like all that yeah or, or is it yeah we try to encourage like dress up so that it already sets the tone that it, this is not going to be such a full-on event. <laughs> mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, in Australia, we've had some really good guys like Josh Harris, Nick Finch, Charlie Blanche, who have gone to the World Classic. So when they come to town and do it, they're doing it pretty full-on. Though I'm pretty sure Charlie this year was hungover when he rocked up. Like, there we go. Sure I love Charlie. Still. I don't know this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie. everyone loves Charlie. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you get you get your guys who decide they're going to do it to a time, and they're they're pretty pretty competitive about it. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get most people who have no idea what they've wrote themselves into or someone else has entered them, (laughs) which is even better when you don't even know what you're doing. Um, And then they're certainly not, not competitive, but we've had people do them in the past and want to be better each year. So they've got a bit of the bug of, Oh, I could definitely be quicker. Like my chug, you know, I can improve my chug. Yeah. So that's, that's cool to see. (laughs) So the, the, the world classic, is that like the official, that's like the big beer mile event? Like yeah. World? Okay. Yeah. So there are some of your fellow Americans who organize the beer mile world classic and mm-hmm. they've done it in Berlin. They've had it in London, um, San Francisco. So they've used a number of different localities to host it and had pretty good representation from around the world particularly your beer drinking canadians go great you know the u.s new zealand australia sweden sweden's like a bit of a you know they've got some amazing tricks that they pull out um, with how they can chug really fast or like multiple bottles and chug and yeah they're pretty cool (laughs) yeah so it was cool to see like a bit more of the europeans with they're coming into the race as well. Um, And, I mean, it's phenomenal. Like, Corey Bellamore of Canada runs it in 4.33. Like, come on. That's crazy. That's crazy. I just want to say of all the Beer Mile teams that you just just said, I reached out to most, if not all of them, on Instagram, and you were the one who accepted and actually planned a time for it to come on this podcast. So Aussie Beer Miles, yeah, we are, we're officially an Aussie yes. Beer Mile podcast. We're we support US, Sweden, yeah. Canada, US, any yeah. of them. Yeah. We're full on Aussie. Um, yeah, yeah, with us, with us. Yeah. Yes. They're behind us. Um, yeah, they're probably I, um, 
no one's really that organized. Like we get organized around the time of an event, but yeah. Uh, otherwise everyone's like out partying or, or some are out like running really hard. Like they're training for something particular, mm-hmm. but yeah, come, come the sort of around race time, they certainly get their chug on. I, I actually, I remember seeing like a little short documentary about Corey Bellamore. Um, and he's, he's like, I mean, if you run a 430 mile just in general, you're insanely athletic, but he's like an Olympic runner for Canada, right? And he just kind of yeah. discovered that he was also really good at drinking beer and he became like the best in the world. That's right? going to be the coolest <laughs> guy on the planet. That's going to be the yeah. Yeah. coolest person. Not only am I Olympic runner, I also chug beers incredibly quick and have the fastest beer mile. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. That's awesome. There's a few of them like that, like Nick Simmons and Lewis Kent. Like there's a few of them that are really top class athletes. And then, yeah, and then this this ability to chug is just like such a bonus for the beer mile. And not only that, like chug and not, you know, spew. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a gift. <laughs> that's amazing, you know, because it's really hard to knock it back that quick and then, yeah, keep it down. So yeah, that's I feel- something I wanted to ask you was like the split between just between being able to run fast or chug quickly and not vomit. What is more important for running a good beer mile time? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the running takes up more of the time that, you know, of the race as a percentage, mm-hmm. but it's all about getting a good position as well. Right. So that first chug. So, the gun goes off for those who've never watched a beer mile, you know, gun goes off and they're like taking the beer totals off and they're necking it back. And that's done in like five, six seconds. Those guys are, you know, that are really good. Um, Yeah. They're knocking it back really, really quick. So, you know, if they get out of that chug zone and running, they're already got a bit of a psychological advantage on the rest of the field who are still there, like, you know, trying to knock it back. So I think um, I think you can't have a weakness. Like, it's a bit like a, a triathlon or something, you know, you swim, you bike, you run, it's all got to be strong. It's the same in, in beer miling. You've got to be really, really good now at chugging and really, really amazing at running. So, um, and amazing at 400 metres, basically, you know, like you've got to do four 400s, so... Um, you've got to be great with intervals <laughs> that you can recover enough when you're coming back to the chug zone that you're gonna you're gonna go again um, with another one. So I know some guys um, have said they don't take off too hard because that's the period where they're trying to keep it down, and then they'll wind it up for the next sort of 300. And other guys yeah. have said no, they go pretty hard, and then the last 100 sort of coming in. Um, that's when they'll tend to um, just wind it back a little bit so that the heart rate comes down and they're ready to knock it back. Yeah. So, that yeah, there's definitely uh, some training involved in that. Yeah, the strategy you, is uh, awesome. You mentioned the, <laughs> the ability to not spew. Um, yeah. Like, does, does that happen? Like, in, I'm sure it happens when people are doing casually a lot, but like in the world classics, do these guys that are like the best in the world, like, do they slip up? Do they, do they, yeah. someone had a Taco yeah. Bell before the race? Yeah. Somebody. yeah. I think, um, I think where they slip up is the week leading into it involves like some heavy drinking. So <laughs> yeah. I think some of them 
are a little bit seedy come race day. <laughs> so uh, it's not like they taper, you know, in that yeah. week. I think they actually like <laughs> they go crank it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crank it up a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, there has been, yeah, some of the guys unfortunately had to do the old penalty lap. Not many though, like of a percentage, you know, you don't, you don't get many. You'll get like one or two in the race that that happens to. Right. Um, I feel like in, in like all of sports, that penalty lap has to be like the most demoralizing that what about of sports like what about you have to run another lap run another beer because you puked all over the place like it's yeah. pretty brutal yeah yeah, yeah it's certainly um people really try and avoid it like they'll you know they'll go off to the side of the track so no one sees that it happened and yeah. it's like yeah we all saw it like it happened and yeah they, they're just like hitting themselves that they couldn't keep it down you know like damn it like all this time yeah. and however many other times they've done the event and then on the big stage you know to yeah to not keep it back can't handle the pressure yeah yeah a bit of yeah. bit of pressure on the <laughs> yeah that's that's brutal um in terms of like so we've been talking about like kind of i don't want to say the well, maybe the pros, the people who are very good at this for your average beer mall runner, like for the people listening who maybe haven't done one before or have done one or two, but have been awful at it. What are some tips and tricks you have to just run a better beer mile? Um, certainly, I, I've always told people get used to the beer that you're going to use on the day because mm-hmm. some people just rock up and have never drunk that particular beer and then to like, one have it and then chug it like your body's just going to be like nah no thanks i don't i don't want this so like you got to get used to the beer that you're going to race with and ideally you would go out to the track and go and do a couple of 400s and do it in the similar format or even really test yourself and like do it every 200 or something so chug 200 chug so you kind of like shortening that time that you've got recovery between beers which is yeah certainly a lot harder Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's about that kind of specificity that you get with any sort of racing um i think my ear buds actually come out (laughs) Um, (laughs) so you know some people just won't do any training specifically for it and come out and are pretty good but at the same time, like they're fit, you know, they might be a footy player or whatever it is that they do. They're, they're still fit. Um, they're still drinking a fair bit, you know, on the weekend. <laughs> so yeah. there's that kind of training when you're not training kind of thing. And uh, yeah, some of the, some of the best are, are pretty good drinkers all year round. But I've heard from other guys that they just use um, water bottles. So they'll fill up, they'll drink a beer, fill it up with water and just practice chugging and getting used to that sort of bloated stomach just mm. with a full bottle of water. So they're still getting like the volumes that you'd normally have from drinking, you know, four beers, but just without all the alcohol. So yeah, Lewis yeah. Kent talks it, about it a lot. He's got a book about it. He's written about the beer mile. So. <laughs> There's a beer mile book. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We have to yeah, get he, that. We have to read yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. That is- yeah. Yeah. The, my the one and only thing on my reading list is that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah it's worth worth having a read of uh some tips from the pros <laughs> yeah 
I love I love the idea of of these guys that are 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 really good at it and they just get hammered on the weekends and they can just chalk it up to training. Like, no, nah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually training for my sport. Yeah, like, you're still being yeah. productive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta keep serving me. I'm in training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta race in a week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah this yeah. is my race fitness. <laughs> yeah. Um so, I, you, you oh, do you want to go? No, no, you go. Okay. I just, I kind of wanted to um, talk a little bit more about uh, yourself and like how you got started um, doing what you do. Like, you know, was this just like, was this something that you stumbled upon? Like, have you known about this for a while? Like, you know, what kind of brought you to this path? Yeah, I think it was around 2012. Um, I was doing athletics. So I was just racing middle distance and cross country, that kind of thing. And um, went through sort of peaks and troughs myself where I'd take it really serious and then I didn't want to. And I was always kind of looking for something um, to make it a bit more fun. And then I went along to the first beer mile I was in um, that I actually raced in and I didn't think I could do beers. So I actually took ciders. So my first, race was actually a cider mile so it's mm. kind of not as legit but um it was a good good way to experience it, it. Yeah. yeah and and like the fun that I just had that day I reckon there was probably 30 of us racing um we were at one of the tracks in Melbourne it was just really good like um you know we ended up partying afterwards till whatever hour and you know everyone's like a little bit tipsy already when they finish the race so you kind of already go out with this like tipsy, like good feeling. I've done a race, um, so yeah, it just had it just had a really good vibe, and it was just the thing I was sort of looking for around that stage of I'm not going to be racing so much, but yeah, I want to get involved with this. And then I thought, oh, you know, I might legitimately do a beer mile, like get get the beers and train up for this thing. Like this could be my calling in life to do, to do the V-Mile. And as it turned out, um, the race that was being run at, um, at the track there, we tried to organize another one at that same uni track. I won't mention the name of the uni. And um, <laughs> we got there and started racing and then security like came out onto lane one and just like trying to stop us and, and also started and... doing beer miles they were like let me get <laughs> yeah, in on yeah, this yeah. why are you yeah. doing this without me no, i'm kidding yeah, yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine was like oh you so should give this a go she was like flirting with him to kind of you know get him to move <laughs> off the track <laughs> um so yeah so that was like oh we've got to organize this a bit differently like it's not going to happen here anymore and that kind of really got the wheels going with Aussie Beer Milers Club. Like I, you know, I figured we had to have a name and and a bit of an identity and and start this thing up again. And you know, I saw I saw a big potential for it. I just saw that you know, even if it was just people from the athletics community were doing this, this is great. Sort of end of season, it's a heap of fun. Um, yeah, we don't have to take this thing so seriously all the time. We can we can have a good time. And so we had our first race. Um, I called it the International Beer Mile. Nothing like, you know, just a small one to really get it get it going. And actually had Lewis from Canada come over. Um, we had Josh wow. from Tasmania. He came. And so we had a good elite field, um, I think of 10. I think there was 10 in the elite field. 
And then we had a separate race um, for sort of novice category, which was still, yeah, we still had some good fast guys in there and girls who did really well. Um, so that went really well. We had Brooks Running involved, so they were actually a major sponsor. We had wow. a brewery involved who were on site. Um, so And Willie Smith's is like a cider company. So we had them all all there for that event. That was that was huge. But in terms of outlay, it was like a big cost to, you know, the insurances and the track and all that kind of thing. And then council really didn't like us having it there with the bottles. It was more about the bottles than, than anything glass bottles mm-hmm. being consumed. Um, so since then, we've just booked a track as a sort of private function. And then that way you sort of, overcome all of the like liquor licensing and all that kind of thing unless we do sell booze but we don't sell any booze we just do a byo um mm-hmm. with it and that works out pretty good for people anyway because not everyone wants to drink the same you know brand of of beer um so yeah so it's still it's still buzzing along so what are we now we're 2021 20, we had one in january um and that was how many people I think we got like 60 people or so down to the track we had like a an esky dash where you ran with like an esky in your hand for 100 meters and then if you won that your esky got full of um of beers so that was good fun and then we had our beer mile we had a couple of races we split it up for COVID we had to sort of separate everyone Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we had a relay which was like really popular so team of four so you just did one beer and one lap, um, and that works fun. great. Yeah, yeah that like that's like, yeah, because that that can be anyone then, you know, because a lot of people just go and go, no way, I can't run four laps, or no way, I can't chug four beers. But then you go, just do one. And they're like, oh, sure, I can do one. Hey, you, know, you can't one's... do that. <laughs> yeah, everyone can do one. Like, you know, grandpa can do one. <laughs> yeah. So as as an American. Uh, you said esky is that a cooler oh yes oh yes, my forget, god that's... that's a fantastic name for a cooler <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's like oh, yeah. they're yeti yeah that's great yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's like a big brand here is the esky cooler it's oh. like a, a big so people just call it an esky even though it's actually technically a brand. Yes. So. I have to get an Esky. Yeah, I got one. Yeah. As soon as we have this interview, I'm ordering one. Yeah. We you're, should get Esky like, to sponsor. As a sponsor? Us. Sponsor the yeah. podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Great. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Yeah. It would be. So it would be. You, you're going to be busy. You're going to be out getting the BMR book and the Esky. Yeah, we're just buying beers. in fully. We got a lot of time. Yeah. We want to be the most ticket, popular. Yeah, we want to be the most popular beer mile Australian podcast there is. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's our niche. Our new demographic. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, it's cool hearing you talk, though, about kind of like what attracts people to do beer miles. And, you know, it, like the time that Dylan and I did it, like I had so much fun. I just thought it was an awesome time. You get a group together. Um, but also you're saying that there's like some kind of legitimacy to it now where there's beer, like well-known beer mile runners and there's these events that are put on and it's like a competitive thing. Where, where do you see like the future of beer mile going? Like, do you see it becoming like a, a pretty popular thing that people do or like some kind of like professional outlet? Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, probably the, what, the biggest setback is where you're trying to run it. So, 
you know, if there's a council or, you know, your city, whatever it's called over there, <laughs> um, is not approving of, of what you, if you can't get the permits, then right. you're, you're really up against it. So, you know, and a lot of colleges, I know even in the US, won't run it because it's actually where kids under 21 are based. So they won't allow it on their tracks as well. So there's that issue of are you is it a sport that's you know encouraging good behaviors um and we argue that in a way it is because people actually don't go and drink another four or eight right there at the track like that what you see is what you get like people have four beers and run around and hang out and have a barbecue and and whatever like what they do afterwards yes well you know, but it's actually not abusing alcohol in the sense of you go out on a Saturday night and just binge, you know, we're trying to say, Hey, this is more of a challenge. This is, you know, this is a sporting challenge. We're not trying to say to the world we're elite sport. We're we're just saying it's a sporting challenge. It just happens to have an elite group who participate in it, which makes it amazing to watch when you're, do it yourself and you're pretty crap. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, my God, how quick are they? Yeah, so I would love to see I would love to see it grow. I, I, I think it's really going to come down to private business, like to a beer company or what have you, who might have the space to run 400 metres around their car park or I think it's going to have to, um, yeah, come, come down to where, where it can be legitimately held because it does get the views like one of the world classics, you know, it had over a million views and Buzzfeed picked it up. So it's got legs and um, it, it certainly attracts a lot of media attention when it's run. And that's what brands want. They want exposure. So to be associated with it is not a bad thing. And I think that's, that's what it's going to boil down to is, yeah. Can this be something that's in a sponsored event that's got great numbers Um that's got permits <laughs> probably first <laughs> and foremost. Uh, and then we'll see, see more of it around. Cause uh, yeah, there's a lot of it happening, you know, that we don't know, you know, there's, you know, all over Australia, there's, there's beer miles going on and they just run at a park with a bunch of people from a sports group, but yeah, they're not recorded well or so it's kind yeah. of this underground sport now, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When JMO and I did it, we we snuck onto like our school's track, and it was <laughs> yeah. certainly not a legitimate event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like I feel like if like I would watch the hell out of the like Bud Light Beer Mile World Championships if they oh, like had it at their own like like they had it on their own property. They sponsored the hell out of it, mm. and they got legitimate people to do it. I would watch that in a heartbeat. That sounds awesome. Like that'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's convincing them that, yeah, we can make it sportive because they just think it's not responsible service of alcohol and like you're consuming it so quickly. And and I'm like, yeah, that's, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's the point. They don't get the fun of of it. They don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they have in the past had, I've seen, um, it may be Bud, I think they did sponsor an event. There has been one that was run under lights. I remember everyone had the same same cans of Bud. So, yeah, there's, um, it, it's certainly something that I don't think they've written off and yeah. they've certainly been associated with it. But, 
they've always got to be careful with branding. It's it's a really tricky tricky thing with sponsorship these days about who they associate themselves with, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I would say right now our podcast would sponsor a beer mile event. I think we, <laughs> we would be yeah, totally yeah. fine plastering our faces all over a beer mile. <laughs> You're yeah. happy to be associated. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're ready to do our part for anything to make Beer Mile more popular and successful. And I think actually, Dylan, if you want to do it now, uh, we were thinking a cool thing to do would be that we boat race, we chug a beer right now since it's Saturday night for us, it's Sunday morning for you. And you can judge for us how well you think, how good we are (laughs) at chugging and how we do it. Beer mile. Also, by all means, if you want to join in. Oh yes! Oh my I gosh! Like... I've got beer. Let me go. No. Oh, yes. No. yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, a slight issue. The only beers I have readily available, one of them is like a seven or eight percent IPA, Ooh. and another one is a dark Modelo Negro. Oh, uh, so neither of those are great chugging beers, but yeah, that's that's tough. You've uh, you've picked a toughie. I think mine's like a what do we got? Four point eight percent, a pale ale, but it's cold. It's really quite hard when a beer is really cold. Ah, there's an see. optimal there's an optimal temperature with chugging. <laughs> yeah, is it so just like slightly chilled, not yeah, warm, yeah. not freezing cold? Yeah, I don't know exact time that people pull it, like, you know, out of the fridge, but I'm pretty sure for at least half hour they let it sit, you know, so that it, like, yeah, just warms up a bit. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have, when you do these beer miles, do you have, like, streams that you put them on or put up, like, videos of people running them? Or, like, is there is there content that people can find? Yeah, uh, it is. It's up on Facebook, on the Aussie Beer Milers Club Facebook page. And okay. um, the light, the latest, yeah, race that we had is on there. The races are up on there. So, lucky we're not news content. We might be gone, but because we're <laughs> we're uh, a club, sporting club, yeah, our uh, our races have remained up on Facebook, which is good. There you go. So, anybody listening, go check out Aussie Beer Mile on Facebook. Check out the latest race, and you're also on Instagram and Twitter at Aussie Beer Mile. You're you do do you do. Yeah your videos are hilarious have you was it like beer reviews am i remembering correctly yeah. that you do they're yeah. awesome yeah i got inspired off the um there was a guy doing like wine wanker and he would like review stuff but he actually really knew a lot about wine whereas i can be like legitimately beer wanker because i don't know a lot about beer i'm trying to learn more and I've got a friend who's a brewer, but yeah, I can just make up, you know, yeah, the tones of, uh, yeah, citrus and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's so like that's a, good that's fun. A great idea. Yeah. So everyone go check out at Aussie Beer Mile, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All right. Is everyone ready? Dylan, you ready? Yeah. I got, I got my legit bottle too. So I think. Oh, you got Corona. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. My God. Right, right, my the dark Modelo. Yeah. No, this is perfect. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> All right. All right. That's Count us down. Cool. Yeah. Oh, what, okay. Is there a proper oh, way? Oh, no. This? I just spilled it everywhere. <laughs> Three, two, one, chug. Oh. Done. 
Wow, so oh quick. There we go. Dylan, <laughs> how quick was that? That was like five, six seconds. It was how hard to do it. <laughs> oh man, that one, that, well, I can't believe you drank a Corona. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, brutal. Uh, yeah, it's hard when it's so cold. It's yeah, so cold. It, it is cold. <laughs> yeah. I All love right. it. All right. Well, well that so was good. I think I think post COVID, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make this plan right now. I think we have to fly out to Australia. Yes. And, and yes. run in one of these beer mile events. Um, I yes. Think, you must. I think post COVID, we have to do this. Me this, sports alcohol yeah. goes Aussie beer mile. Yes, I think we got to okay. do this. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. What what what's your PB? What have you run run it in? Uh, so when we did it, I I think I ran it in like seven. 50 something like yeah. that and yeah. jmo ran i mean you can tell him jmo it wasn't that it was slower than that like, jesus christ dude what's your <laughs> problem it was still good it was like 920 something hey sub 10 just sub, sub 10, 10. yeah yes. um so i think i think we'll start training now we'll spend the next like year or so training <laughs> once once we're allowed in your country which yes whatever that will be we'll set this up yeah, and if you get like fourteen days quarantine, I'll bring a case of beer to you, oh. so oh that gosh. you'll be you'll be sussed. <laughs> and it'll be part of our training too. It'll yeah, be yeah, and we'll it'll be yeah. productive because it's part of the podcast. We'll make yeah, exactly. It's it. a win-win. Yeah, win. It works yeah. on so many different levels. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, it's but, perfect. Yeah. Mel, we'll see you then. Uh, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate it. This was yeah, uh, oh, this is a blast. It was so much fun. It's been a ball. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, see you in you. Australia. Yeah, see you then. (laughs) So, welcome to the Chicken Cube. Here, uh, we pitch each other ideas, kind of like the Shark Tank. um, And we each have a little bit of time to pitch each other ideas for whatever it might be. It might be new companies, it might be a band name, uh, it might be a restaurant, whatever it is. Uh, and then at the end of the pitch, the other person will decide a yes or no. Are they in or are they out? Uh, so uh, our first one this week is going to be on podcast. I don't envision many no's. I'm looking at the list of podcast ideas we have right here. <laughs> Kale Theater Heroin is one of yours. I don't know what that means. I literally have no idea. That's ahead of time. That's a yes for me, dog. That's going to be a yes. Um, I might regret saying that. I also feel like we're going to come out of this 100% committed to one of these ideas. I don't know which one it's going to be. It might be Playboy Shardy. It might be I've fallen and I can't get up. Those are both my ideas. But like, we're going to come out of this ready, fully torqued to to produce one of these podcasts. Well, it's great because this is just the first step in growing our media conglomerate, Mead Sports Alcohol Media. Uh, incorporated. We'll incorporated, yeah, that will grow and grow and then eventually will be purchased by a casino company. So without further ado, <laughs> here's the chicken coop. Uh, you want to go? I do. Here's my first idea. Belch Boys is the name of the podcast. You've seen the Hot Ones Challenge, right? I have, yeah. So it's a show where they get celebrities to eat like hot chicken wings 
like really spicy chicken wings. And the whole point is while they're eating the spicy chicken wings, it makes them more like vulnerable and revealing in their answers because they're so concerned about the spice of the food uh, that they kind of answer like honestly to questions. And it's, it's just hilarious all around. I am proposing Belch Boys. It's me and you. We crush like a hundred LaCroix and a million Bush lights. And we interview people. And while they're answering our very deep interview questions, we burp uncontrollably loud just over and over again in their ear, force them to turn the volume up on their headphones. And they're just like, <laughs> like they're trying to answer like, so what was the relationship like between you and your father? And they were just, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I think, I think the other great part about that is that we could definitely get LaCroix to sponsor us for that. Hell yeah. Like, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> the Belch Boys sponsored by LaCroix. Use the promo code Belch for 20% off. <laughs> so is that a yes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been doing some thinking uh, and I think that's going to be a yes. I am in on that podcast. $400,000 for 2% equity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> $20 million valuation. All right, Belch boys, lock it in. Lock it in. All right, so we got one yes. Uh, my first idea, uh, so do you see the the Britney Spears documentary? I haven't watched it, but I've heard about it. You've heard about it, yeah. So it was basically all sparked by this podcast uh, called Britney's Gram, where these two girls uh, in L.A., their entire podcast was devoted to like breaking down in depth Britney Spears's Instagram posts. So I thought, okay, yeah, we could do that. Uh, but who would be a good person to break down their social media posts? So after doing a little bit of research, I just can't figure out Jackson Mahomes TikTok. It just, there's something there. There's something going on. I think there's way more to the story than people are letting on. So my podcast idea is Jackson's talk. Uh, it's kind of like talk, I guess, a double entendre. I didn't mean that, but uh, it's where we break down different Jackson Mahomes TikTok videos every single week, and we try to get what's going on at a deeper level. All right. I'm a no, uh, unless you agree to this one condition. And that okay. condition is that we do the podcast, but we say the title differently every time we say it. So we say Jackson's talk, like Jackson talks, like Jack, Jackson's, Jack, Jack Jackson's, talks. Jackson's talk. And we don't say it like as a bit on the podcast, like it's incredibly serious. It just sounds like we're fucking it up every time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. You deal. agree? Yeah. All right. I'll give yeah. you a million dollars, 10% stake. <laughs> fuck yeah because <laughs> that man is an anomaly he really that is, is crazy. yeah there's this yeah. girl who goes, went to my high school that like regularly shares his instagram posts as stories oh, i hope yeah. she doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> 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 making fun of her <laughs> but she'll be like she'll like share jackson mahomes posts of him like dancing and be like oh hell yeah this is like, oh, this is like <laughs> wow I fucked and that it's up. not it's not uh ironic she's like actually what, doing it what's her instagram handle i forgot okay <laughs> all right my all right. next idea you're gonna like this one it's called who's on first like the popular 
or the famous comedy skit, <laughs> Who's on First? I actually haven't heard of it. Can you explain? Oh, it goes kind of like it was one guy is like a fat short guy. He's like, who's on first? And they're like, who's on second? I don't know. Um, but the idea for the podcast is that it's me and you again, just the two of us. And we talk about baseball, but because we don't actually like follow baseball or watch it closely, we don't know any of the players' names. So we just go like, oh, shit, the guy in the Rockies, they just traded him. Come on, shortstop, yeah, the shortstop. <laughs> oh, God, you know, he was really good. And then that thing happened. What's his name? What's his name? And it's, yeah. kind of, it's who's on first, but like actually who the fuck who, is that guy I'm thinking Yeah, wait, of. who's the Diamondbacks first baseman again? God, totally the good think. guy. Yeah, his Jewish yeah. last name, Goldsmith, Goldstein, I want to say. Yeah. That's actually a guy who was the <laughs> Paul Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt. There we go. See, we're already at it. Yeah. That's yep, our pilot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is Paul something. <laughs> What's his name? Who's on first? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you said that your podcast ideas were strong before this, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want it to seem like it's just all yeses. Like, I, I do want to feel like I have some, some standards here, but that's really good. And I think that lends a voice to baseball that has been desperately needed in the marketplace. I think too much with baseball, people either say they don't like it or people are annoying about how much they like it and they know about it. Like, if you just rattle off the, like, Rockies shortstop, you're a fucking asshole. Like, you are an asshole. Isn't no it one no, watches isn't baseball. Isn't it Nolan Arenado, though? Shut up. Like, shut up. Shut up, dude. <laughs> but if you can, if you talk baseball like a normal guy, like, you don't know any of the names, you think that, like, some guy who was, like, pitch for the Yankees is still pitching for the Yankees, even though he's, like, move two teams from there you're like oh wait like like i can't even think of a name because i don't watch baseball that much but you get the point i think i think that's a voice that's been desperately missing is just watching it kind of casually liking your team not paying attention to anything else and then when the playoffs coming around act like you know a lot more pretending about like you do. know baseball exactly yes, that's like yes. the only thing more american than baseball is pretending like you know baseball when playoffs come around yeah, um, exactly. And it's not Arenado. I think it's Trevor's story. Shut up, dude. You sound dude, like I'm such not saying, an asshole. I'm not that person. I'm you sound like an asshole right well, now. My original, my original name for this podcast idea, instead of who's on first, was just Baseball Tonight. Because I feel like that's what <laughs> even the best people do. There's too many teams. There's too many players. They don't know what the fuck there they're is. talking about. They're like, yeah. oh, that Car- the Cardinals relief really needs some help. It's, it's crazy how much time you'd have to spend to actually know all the players on all the teams consistently yeah. mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah no i like that i like that so i think you're two for two right now hell yeah the next um, are rough. you go you go next yeah so the rest i mean mine sucked so uh <laughs> this one it's you know when you know when someone's telling you a story but they can't quite get it figured out and <laughs> it's kind of like it's it's kind of fun to listen to it's like it's like where where is this gonna go so you start somewhere and the person just can't really figure it out and they keep messing up names and they keep getting stuck on little portions of it so this podcast would just be someone telling a story like that every week 
and you just have to listen to it. You just have to sit through like 30 minutes of a guy trying to tell a story about his buddy who like did something, but he can't figure it out. And the name of it is wait, wait, no, that's not how it went. Like, wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, I got you. I just thought of the name and I, I, I thought I could figure something out from there. So that's my pitch. Um, it's a good pitch. You know, I kind of feel like it's all like it kind of already exists. You know, this have you ever listened to like the storytelling podcast? Like the moth is the big one. You no. no. Okay, well, there are podcasts where like that's the point is that like random people come on and tell stories. And a lot of the stories suck fucking suck. who the fuck would be a go tell stories <laughs> like these things so it's gonna be a no for me just because yeah. i feel like this kind of already exists but yeah, people tell okay. bad stories all the time yeah that's, that's, like that's actually of the I backbone do. of podcasting <laughs> yeah okay all right all right all right but What's it this? perfectly transitions me okay into my next idea has this ever happened to you? It's called I've, I've Fallon and I Can't Get Up. Kind of like Jimmy Fallon. Well, exactly like Jimmy Fallon. That's the play on words. I Fallon and I Can't Get Up. Um, and kind of similar to yours. You know when you watch Jimmy Fallon and he gets his guests to tell stories that are obviously like arranged beforehand? They're like, oh, so you've had a daughter that that's pretty crazy right and then they just tell yeah. a story about their daughter that like they already arranged and jimmy fallon is like shocked to hear the details even though he knows every detail exactly yeah this is similar to that but instead of it doing it with celebrities it's just random everyday normal people with their shitty stories like you interview just like a woman who went to the grocery store and she saw someone wearing a maga hat and that's the story. It is like, oh, I heard you went to the grocery store. And she's like, you'll never believe what happened. But then it's just a shitty story. Um, that's my idea. It's is, the ho- is the host like freaking out the whole time? Yeah, they're just like, like Charles. He was wearing <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's a bit too similar to yours. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a no. I was going to say, I was just about to say, I feel like that's a direct ripoff of mine. And I know that we didn't share these beforehand, but it really feels like you stole my idea. And just because you, you said that mine was a no. So I'm also going to say that's a no for me. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy you did that. Yeah. So uh, for an eye Fallon for a wait, wait, that's not how it went. Ancient Babylonian law. <laughs> you you shit on my chicken coop idea. I shit on yours. <laughs> a shit for a shit makes the coop go round. All right, what's your next idea? <laughs> All right, my next idea uh, is it, it's called Kale Theater Heroin. And it's just the opposite of our podcast. So it's two really old women talking about theater and vegetables and and drugs. <laughs> and they uh 
yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that is awesome. That is hilarious. <laughs> Heroin, I wouldn't say is the opposite of alcohol. It's not the opposite, but it worked well for the name. <laughs> yeah, Kel Theater Heroin is awesome. Damn, yeah. dude, we should start that podcast. Yeah, so then I was thinking that you would get you would get people from the worlds of kale theater and heroin so you just like find a dude did you see oh speaking of which did you see that 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 new york post story of the columbia professor that says that he does heroin all the time and it like got all these, <laughs> yeah it got all these headlines that says like professor says that he does heroin regularly which you know whatever let him do his job but we could totally get that guy for kale theater heroin he would be a perfect first guest this is the second straight episode where you've quoted new york post articles you're a big new york new york post guy he has a coke can (laughs) we should get them as a sponsor (laughs) get them as a sponsor big 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 post and we're not talking washington This whole podcast is just going to play at me trying to get hired by New York Post. Dude. It's my dream job. Do you think we're more qualified to talk about me sports alcohol or kale theater heroin? That's a good question. I'd say me sports alcohol. I'd say me sports alcohol. <laughs> With this haircut, though, maybe, maybe yeah, kale theater heroin. <laughs> All right. So, what's the verdict? Oh, it's a yes, 100%. Well, that's a no brainer. All right, well, this one's about to be a no from you. I have two names for it. It's called either Playboy Shardy, like Playboy Cardi, or Lil Uzi What, like Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. Um, and it features really, really smart music people, like musicians, music journalists, people like that to talk about albums, songs that just came out that have like really insightful, really smart things to say about music. But throughout the interview, like throughout the podcast episode, you play the music they're talking about just loud enough in the background where you can't hear them, the words that they're saying. So you can only get like certain like, like blips of what they're talking about. Um, But the music isn't high enough where you can actually hear the music. So you're just annoyed the whole, you're just frustrated the whole time that it makes no sense, the podcast. Um, And to convince you that this is a good idea, I'm actually going to demonstrate it right now. Here's Playboy Shardy slash Lozy What. That's enough. That's enough music. <laughs> back, back to normal. Um, so, what do you think of the idea? I, I think, I think it's, I think it's okay. Um, I think I would like them. I would like the people that come on to get really upset. I want them to have no idea that they know what they're getting into. So, I want wait, them to- they should also hear the music. Yeah, no, I want them to get really <laughs> frustrated. I want them to I want them to hear 
Playboy Cardi like blaring in their ears. And they're like, no, I'm trying to talk. And yeah, I'm talking time, about the Lumineers right now. Why is Playboy time, Cardi and, in my head? And every time they try to talk or they get upset about it, they reference it, you turn it up until they leave. Oh, I think if that was this if that was the premise, I would I would I'd be in. Okay. So it yeah. sounds like a no for the current idea. Yeah, it might be a no. I do which love I, the name Playboy Shardy. Yeah, which one? You like Playboy Shardy more than Lucy What? I absolutely do, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. All right, what's your uh, last idea? It sucks. Um it's, so it's it's uh it's like it's mad libs. Uh it's called Bad Libs. Um and it's a podcast that's like Mad Libs. It's just Mad Libs. But you get so it's like an interactive podcast so you just sort of be listening to it like on your way to work or whatever you're just walking along and they'll be like they'll be saying the whole thing out loud and then um it'll be like like name a a a noun and you'll just scream out boner you have to scream it out you have to yell it out like as an interactive thing and then they play it back to you at the end I know that this is like not what a podcast actually is, but it's like an interactive Mad Libs. It's a social experiment. Yeah. So then you're walking along and you just say like nutsack, like stuff like that as your, as your Mad Libs. It's kind of like fan controlled football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's an awful idea. (laughs) It's a terrible, it's not even a podcast idea. Yeah. 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 It's a no for me. that's totally fair yeah that was awful um of the one oh yeah yeah so i'm gonna say no bid on that one um of the ones we have talked about so far what do you think is the best best one and what do you think is the one that we most likely actually end up doing i think belch boys is a podcast i think that would work God, it's so I good. Just, I just burped right now <laughs> drinking this white claw. And if I just ripped that belch into the microphone and then asked you like serious questions, that would be a hit. That I would know. be great. Dude, can you imagine getting yeah. like Barbara get, Bush? Yeah. <laughs> Is Barbara and Bush we, alive? And we force her to drink 20 LaCroix. <laughs> yeah, I think Belch Boys is the winner here. Wait, I need to check Barbara Bush's. No, very Barbara Bush passed away and she couldn't come on the podcast. Um, but I think it's a golden Barbie. idea. <laughs> I think it's a really good idea, yeah. Belch Boys. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be our next one for the Meat Sports Alcohol Conglomerate. Not to take like another one off like from my list, but in terms of most likely one that we do, I think who's on first is pretty good. Yes, I agree, but I also think you have like this weird obsession with Jackson Mahomes. You send his his TikToks and Instagram videos all the time. Like, look at this fucking guy. What is he doing? Like all the time. So I think you are uniquely qualified to have a Jackson Mahomes podcast. I'm down. Guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a Jackson Mahomes heartthrob. What can no. I say? <laughs> no it's honestly just hilarious though in our like incredibly serious sports chats like as people are yelling about losing money or their team losing or whatever to just throw like four awful jackson mahomes yeah. videos in the chat and piss and everyone corvette piss yeah. everyone off like unanimously <laughs> it's yeah. great it's like yeah. a community 
It is it's the one thing we can all agree on. Yeah, bring everyone together on yeah. hating Jackson Mahomes. All right, so that was the first edition of the Chicken Coop podcast edition. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. It's now time for talking locks, uh, and we don't mean Drew. This is our betting segment. Uh, We each came prepared with a few locks that we have. You have three. I have two, I think. Uh, Mine are absolutely locks. They're going to make everyone free money. I'm positive. Um, But since you have three, do you want to start? Yeah, I don't have three. I have two. Oh, right on. (laughs) But I'll start anyway. Sure. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, so I, I have two. And then we actually have a guest, uh, a special guest who's going to be doing our third. So um, maybe we open up with our guest. Let's do and it. Then we can move from there. All right. So um, we actually got uh, Dan Orlovsky to uh, help us out with this first uh, talking lock. So take it away, Dan. I would put Carson Wentz into the MVP conversation. I believe in him and Indianapolis that much. Yeah. So uh, as you heard uh, from that impassioned speech from our good friend, Dan, uh, it seems like Carson Wentz MVP is a lock. And I think, uh, I think we got to lock that in right now. I think uh, he's going to be on the Colts. He's got a good team around him. They've been saying all year, like the Colts are uh, only a quarterback away. And Carson Wentz is apparently that QB. And what if do you, you don't think so, you're wrong. What do you, what do you think is Dan. more likely, him winning the MVP or him starting four games? Less than four? Yeah, less than four. Who's the backup? Jacoby Brissett. Is it still Brissett? They signed him to a I, massive contract. Is Brissett still not terrible and Wentz could easily and Wentz could easily break his leg in the second game okay yeah yeah, yeah, okay well no 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 I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stand by my guns here and my lock with our good friend Dan is Carson Wentz MVP but I do like that as a hedge I think you pick you you pick Carson Wentz MVP and then you hedge it with Carson Wentz plays three and a half games it's it's kind of like when you bet the spread on something and you're obviously going to lose the bet halfway through the game. So you bet money line on the other team. And you're like, I'm sh- I sure hope yeah. this doesn't split the difference right here. And I just lose money either way. I think what should happen, though, is if Dan Orlovsky, if Carson Wentz doesn't win the MVP, then Dan Orlovsky should have to come on this podcast. I think that's a fair I wager. totally agree. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think we could reach out to uh, Dan Orlovsky's people. Just for reference, also, uh, Carson Wentz right now is plus 4,000 for MVP uh, for 2021, which seems high. He's, he is equal to Baker Mayfield to win MVP. That is 4, ridiculous. Which that is, is ridiculous. ridiculous. But so, uh, to the non-betting folk, uh, if you bet $100 on Carson Wentz to win MVP, which I'm going to say don't do that uh if but if you did you would win four thousand dollars um so you know what though i'm just gonna say this we kind of just wrote that off super quickly saying baker mayfield has better chances to win the mvp than carson wentz does he because here's some logic for you baker mayfield is a pretty proven average to decent quarterback like Mm -hmm. that's just what he is 
Carson Wentz is pretty hit or miss. He was almost an MVP like a few few years ago. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like 2017. Yeah, 2017 before he like fucked his leg forever. But yeah, he was good. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like if anything, all right, neither of them are going to win the MVP. But you're Let's right. There's no the chance. Way. There's no chance that Baker Mayfield out of nowhere is just going to become insane. Yeah, like he is what he is. Whereas Carson exactly. Wentz has shown flashes, and then he's got injured. See, this is okay, Vegas yeah. knows. Vegas knows yeah. shit that we don't. Yeah, they do. It's just like Charles said, dude. They know <laughs> the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's our first lock. I guess that's a me and Dan combo lock. Uh, Carson Wentz MVP plus four thousand. Uh, you want to hit yours? Yeah, let's go. Uh, my first lock is Joel Embiid for MVP. Now, let me tell you something. I have been a Joel Embiid hater since day one. I don't think he's funny. He's out of shape. He annoys me in the playoffs. How much he sucks. Uh, but I lost money on him last night, Friday night playing against the bulls he went crazy and i have his stat line right here he actually scored 800 points and got 47 rebounds that is a (laughs) true statistic he's an animal and what's gonna happen is right now lebron james is the favorite to an mvp because everyone's like oh lebron hasn't won enough mvps he deserves it he's the best player in the league that narrative is fragile I'd say a month, a couple of weeks from now, people are going to be like, you know what? Joel put in the work this off season, like he deserves it. And nobody remembers, nobody thinks about the playoffs in like two months. Everyone's just going to be like, Joel Embiid's a monster. Uh, so he's plus 450. I'd say that's a lock. Yeah. All right. That's a real lock. That's like an actual. Yeah. Sports. Like, My next one isn't. <laughs> that's, that's really sports and actually has a chance of happening. Like a really good chance of happening. Like he's like second right now in the yeah. like MVP ladder. You know, what's great about it too is like, he's definitely my least favorite player of like the top 10 MVP favorites. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things like, Oh, he wins. And like, you know, I make money. But if like Jokic wins, that's hilarious. Go Jokic! That would be like, funny. I love that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the fat fuck. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like that. I like that. I hate. I hate the 76ers being good. It's like the worst thing in the entire world. So yeah. I think if like if you could at least get some solace in winning some money out of it, that would be good. So maybe we should just go all in on the Sixers to win, too. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. I mean. Yeah. It's yeah. nice as a Nets fan having the two other good teams in the East be the Bucks and the 76ers, which are just horrible playoffs. Frauds. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. Just complete frauds. frauds. It's like I couldn't yeah. have chosen two better. Uh, it's nemesis. true. Yeah. I know. It looks pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. All right. I got my next one. Um, so uh, this week, uh, uh, if you're a big space fan, uh, you like space and stars and stuff like that. This was a big week for you because uh, we landed a rover on Mars. We got to take pictures of it and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, so my lock of the week is uh, Vegas has odds out for who will be the first organization to send a human to Mars. Uh, and so I'm just going to read those off. So the favorite is SpaceX at minus 400. So SpaceX has like is like a huge favorite. Like that's more than like, like, the chiefs in the super bowl like that's more than like the warriors like back in the day like they are the big time favorite so no value there those are the same odds as me having two more ipas tonight 
Exactly, dude. It's, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> um, next on the list is Blue Origin. I don't know what that is, but they're plus 400. Uh, and for the non-betting folk, that means if you bet 100, you make 400. It's basically, you would quadruple your money. Next on the list is Boeing, which they are planes. That doesn't make sense. They don't make spaceships. They make planes. Like mm-hmm. And like... They can't even make planes that well. Like all of them crashed the other year. They made all those fake planes. They couldn't <laughs> even fly on Earth. Why would they think they could fly on Mars? Bonus ice, ice cold take. Crank yeah, ice cold Boeing. take of the week. Boeing sucks at making Boeing planes. Boeing sucks, dude. They can't even make planes that fly on Earth. Why would they think they could make them on Mars? So, so that is a well. There's less out. gravity on Mars. It's easier to fly planes up there. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. But no, I I disagree. Right, yeah, I can't. I can't happen. figure it out. So next, uh, actually. I don't know why they're in this order, so I'm gonna live, I'm gonna put them down to the bottom because they are the by far the least likely. But whatever this order is, so after that is NASA plus twenty five hundred, which NASA is the ones that put the rover on Mars right now, so they have experience. They know what they're doing. They've been there before, uh, and I think that's important. I think experience is really important when it comes to Mars. So I'm I'm thinking NASA's big time. As a couple others, we have. Uh, Russia at plus 3,900, China plus 7,500, the United Arab Emirates at plus 17,500, and then the rest of the field is plus 10,000. But sleeper pick at plus 20,000 is Space Force, which seems almost disrespectful that they even put them in the list because that, like, they, they just put them in there as a joke. Like, um, hmm. But my lock out of all those, is uh is nasa it's our boys in blue i'm back in our boys in blue and i think that they 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 know what they're doing they have the experience of getting to mars and they're for sure going to be the ones that get get there like if we get there and elon musk spacex elon musk is a fraud dude he can't even get teslas to work right wow he's fake dude he he says all this nonsense he's he's only the betting favorite because like people believe his nonsense but he's a fraud so, Holy shit. If you are betting on SpaceX, you are throwing away your money. Back our boys in blue. Back the people that have gotten human on uh, humans on like on other places in space before. It's maybe us. it's NASA. Maybe we got we to don't the, know moon. If the moon landings are real. Okay, maybe. It's Elon Bro, Musk has gotten to a lot to of moon. Joe Rogan <laughs> podcasts recently. <laughs> I don't know if he went to the moon. Dude. All right. Well, okay. Elon this, certainly hasn't gotten to the moon, and the this moon is, a, is so much easier. This is a hilarious coincidence because so first of all, I'm going to disagree with you entirely. This is a classic example of Vegas knowing shit that we don't. They know that SpaceX is going to go to the moon. That's why it's minus 400, and I trust them. I'm just going to go SpaceX, and I'm going to parlay this, and not okay. even the betting way, to my next lock, which goes completely opposite tiers which is Tesla. My lock is buy Tesla stock. It's $780 right now. (laughs) I don't know anything about it. It went down $6 on Friday. And I disagree with your entire Elon Musk thing because I listen to the, I don't listen to many Joe Rogan podcasts. I only listen to it when it's like Bernie Sanders or Andrew Yang or like someone interesting. Nice dude. But I listen to the Elon Musk one and he's smart. Like I disagree with you. He's a, he was saying shit. It made a he's lot of fooling sense. You. He's a fraud. He's always been a fraud. 
So really, this bet is really just, do you think Elon Musk is a fraud or not? I mean, you can oh, boil it down to that. That is true. Yeah. Well, do you like America? Do you do you want to back our country? Is it or do you want to back Elon Musk, who's from South Africa? Yeah, but he his business is American. Mm, yeah. I, yeah, I think, well, so the Tesla stock, I think that makes sense because the stock's really high. So you want to buy it when it's high, right? Like you want to get, yeah, because it's the most valuable. Yeah. Right. No, you, so you get it at its most valuable. Buy high, buy sell high, sell higher. Higher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we should also you know settle good. this in a, in a little Instagram poll. Is Elon Musk a fraud? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we should definitely let the meters decide. Oh, on that I wonder one. what they're going to say. But so that, I mean, I, to take it back, NASA plus 2,500 is a lock. Put $10 on that right now. And in like 50 years, you'll make 250 bucks just out of the blue, which will be sick for you. And we'll have humans on Mars and you'll just be like, oh, what a day. All right. Money where your mouth is for this Instagram poll. If they say that Elon Musk is not a fraud, you have to buy me a Tesla. And if it goes the other way, then I'll bet on NASA this same that doesn't say <laughs> i'll bet on nasa to send a human to mars okay okay what if what if how, what how about you buy me a tesla stock yeah if it wins wait dude that's so expensive how about we a tesla oh, is okay, wait, here's expensive. what we do here's, here's what we do here's what we do same principle we buy each other point two of a Tesla stock. All right, deal. Wait, that's wait, a win-win. Let me do for the all math of us. There. 0.2 times 780. Damn, that's a lot. All right, 0.04. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to this is podcast is going to expensive. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to go right. to your uh, next all line? Right. All right, so yeah, it's my turn. Okay. Um so uh as podcasters we listen to a lot of podcasts because we try to like you know mm-hmm. we're students of the game yeah we you know we sit in our rooms and we just watch film and watching film is just like putting on segments of joe rogan and just studying it but so in terms of podcasts this week it's been a it's been a tough week for the podcasters um three different podcasters that we listen to pretty regularly all got kidney stones Big Cat and PFT, pardon my take, both separately got kidney stones. And then uh, Billy Gill from the Dan Levitard show also got a kidney stone. So my final lock of the week is that one of us is going to get a kidney stone. And I think it's going to be you. I think you are going to get a kidney stone. <laughs> yeah. Really? You didn't mention yeah. that in your notes? This yeah. is out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> You're just bringing yeah. this so, on me. So what my, makes you I, say that? I, well, I just think, I don't know. You, you had COVID. Big Cat had COVID. That's some sort of correlation. I don't know if the bleach is bad for your kidney. You just have all that bleach hair. That's like the fourth time you bleach your hair. That can't be good for you. I don't know how much water you've been drinking, but I see on on Whoop that you're running a lot. So I don't know if you've been keeping up with all that and you might be a little bit dehydrated. So all all in all, I think think you're a lock to get a kidney stone. But we kind of want to hear who do you think would get a kidney stone between me and Jamie. Is this another Instagram poll? 
I think so. Yeah, we would get the kidney stone. And if you if you win, so let us know, and then we're gonna pick one lucky meter who picked the right person to get a kidney stone. We'll send you that kidney stone (laughs) as the award. Yeah, the the kidney stone. (laughs) Wait. So of the people that vote, we'll pick one, and if you win, you get the kidney stone. Yes. Okay. That's all contingent. That's all contingent. So basically, it's like we put the poll up. Then hypothetically, two weeks later, you get a kidney stone, right? And then you pass the kidney stone, you keep the little rock. And then we go back to the, the poll and we randomly pick someone that voted for you. You get Jamo's kidney stone. Dude, the rate we're growing on Instagram. I know. We, that kidney stone might be worth money one day. I absolutely. I know, so. you know, 500 yeah, followers. I quit my job for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kidney stone. Yeah. They're going to put it in the Louvre. I don't know what they put in. They don't put <laughs> I think you should also, if one of us get kidney stone, uh, you should have to Instagram live. You pass. Yeah. The, the passing of it. Yeah. I agree with that too. That'll be good content. I think honestly, if we got, if one of us got a kidney stone, I think it would be really good for our podcast. So oh yeah. Something we could fake it. Just cut. Yeah. <laughs> Cut this out. Cut, Cut this out. Post. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think one of us should do it. You know what's great about this talking locks? Not yeah. only did we talk locks and not only did we make bets, we also made bets. You know, I mean, we bet on, we made bets, but then we also constructed new bets. Like oh, yeah. Stock and uh, Kitty Stone bet. It's like we made locks on top of our locks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that was talking and making locks. <laughs> I remember those days I had no rice. I remember those days I had no sticks. And that was our show. Uh, next week, tune in. We're having Marnie Old on. She's a sommelier. Uh, and she'll be telling us about uh, wine, wine tasting, uh, what you want to look for when you're drinking wine. And we're going to do a little live taste testing with her. So that's going to be really fun. I didn't know sommelier, 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 uh, Bobby Schmeier. I didn't know that was a word until we booked this guest. I had never heard yeah. of sommelier before. Sommelier. Um, last week, you heard all about our new opportunity, our program to recruit other meters. This week, I want to introduce another tactic to say that if you're enjoying this show, how to get your friends to listen and things like that. New strategy, be an asshole. Just say, hey, to your friends who aren't listening, just be like, hey, douchebag, you need to go listen to this podcast. If you don't, I hate, we're no longer friends. Yeah, tell them, fuck you, listen to this podcast. I actually have been, in, I've been doing that in my own life. My mom recently she said she wasn't listening to the podcast. I said I wasn't going to talk to her until she started listening to this podcast. It's tough love. That's she started tough. listening. She's a loyal listener now. She's a loyal meter. Shout yeah, out, she mom. Actually, she actually complimented the last episode, right? Yeah, she That's said not she, what it was. She didn't compliment the last episode. She said, how did you guys not know the state capitals? <laughs> yes, she did say that. She said, I can't believe you didn't know austin was the capital of texas <laughs> uh, t- tough love yeah yeah <laughs> i actually think though that people in their friend groups should start making inside jokes 
about things from this podcast. And if any of your friends don't get the joke, then you just harp on it relentlessly until they yeah. figure it out. Just like, don't even hang out with them. Just be like, oh my God, it's, you didn't get why lackluster was just funny. Yeah. So actually, if you guys want to start an inside joke right now, I got one. So just with your friends who are fellow meters, just go up to them and say, boy, that's a doozy and a half and just crack up right when all of them do that and then your friends are gonna be like what is that from and they'll be like me sports alcohol you wouldn't get it you should listen i love it that's awesome um share with them our twitter our instagram our borderline famous instagram five over 500 followers at me sports alc we're on facebook we have like seven followers over there not as popular still exists um and definitely subscribe to the podcast all right Thanks so much, fam. Peace. Peace and love. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Because maybe...